You're listening to the Premier Podcast Network. Hello, everyone. This is Bill Apter, and welcome to the Apter Chat Wrestling's number one podcast, where you get news and information you can't get anywhere else. You get classic old school interviews. You get up-to-the-minute news, and you get a co-host who is right. And I'm talking <laughs> Josh Chernoff, and man, you really killed it. Uh, welcome, Josh, back to our After Chat. Hey, ha- happy to be here as always, Bill. Um, so I'm right, which is exciting, uh, much to the chagrin of half our audience, I think. Um, I think it was three quarters. Okay, but uh, w- why don't you share with everybody why I'm right? Well, and this was really, you know, it's almost like the writers. Have you heard recently that Taz thinks WWE is stealing like a lot of his yeah. ideas? Yeah. Well, when Seth Rollins was spewing out these ugly words to Baron Corbin on Monday Night Raw, a lot of the things that you specifically said, almost the same verbiage, you are the reason for the worst ratings we've had or the mm-hmm. ratings going down. This is stuff you have been saying for weeks. So maybe Seth Rollins or some of the writers are apt to chatters and they said, why don't we just adjust this because it's already out there? Yeah, I, you know, I don't know. But, uh, hey, you know, happy to help. Um, <laughs> you know, it, look, <laughs> the, the I, I did find that interesting, though, on Raw. Um because it's kind of like, okay, yeah, you have Seth Rollins coming out there talking about how, like, what's a Lucha House party and what's this and what's that? And that's all well and good. But then they dump everything on Baron Corbin, which I get, you know, that's storyline-wise and everything like that. But it's kind of like it, – it's their way of saying, yeah, we hear you. But at the same time, I, I'm worried that's just kind of like a placating and, and Baron Corbin is here to stay for a while. No, what's going to – well, let's go to Headlock. On headlines. Okay, so so we're just doing a segue from what you just said, but we have to make this an official headlock on headlines. Yeah. I think what's going to happen, and I think they're really telegraphing this, is that uh, Braun Strowman will be at the pay-per-view, and he's going to cause Corbin to lose. Okay. Uh, you know Even what? if it's just a video. On the old Titantron there of, I'm coming out to get you with these hands. Well, yeah, but well, he can't, I mean, he can't lose if it's uh, if it's just a video. Like, he has to at least come out. And here's the thing. Like, no, no, he'll be, he'll be distracted. He'll be distracted by the video, and that will cause the loss. He'll think who's that... He lo- who's he losing Stroman... to? Well, Braun Strowman, hopefully. Right, but who... <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I get what you're saying that there'd be a distraction, but he has to yeah. actually lose to Braun Strowman. But well, this is why I think Strowman is going to come back. I think he will. And so here, here's uh, here's well, wait, wait. Let me just finish my thought here. Oh, please. Okay, because I the reason that I hesitated there was because I couldn't find my Tic Tacs. Well, as long as you have your priorities. All right. So order. I'm back now that now that I'm not looking for the Tic Tacs. Okay. What I think is going to happen is that. Um, Strowman is going to come out and there's going to be some sort of very quick 
knockout, and Strowman's going to Strowman's going to win. It's going to be very fast. I think you're right. Um, and here's the thing to remember with this: Braun Strowman had elbow surgery, and I'm not minimizing an elbow surgery, but it's not. You know, it wasn't uh, his knee or something like that that would keep him from being able to like get it. You know, get into the ring or whatever. The even if he had his arm in a sling, he still has it, so he can get these hand. You know, like he I was it. just gonna say yeah, that. Yeah, he can get one one hand, and and honestly, that even um, puts Braun Strowman over even more as this monster. If you know he he does come into the ring, let's say he has his arm in a sling, and Baron Corbin's laughing at him like this, and Braun Strowman just beats him with one arm. You know, like it, it's it's easy that it could happen, well, and there could of, still be an think interference. That, think that even though Seth Rollins has got his hands full with Dean Ambrose, that the relationship with Rollins and Corbin couldn't be any worse, and maybe Rollins will do something to help that situation along. Maybe, yeah. I, I mean, the promo was without question uh, an acknowledgement um, to the internet fans and fans in general. Um, my concern, and I'm going to be talking a little bit about this uh, on my So Says Chernoff special, um, which by the time you hear this will already be available at the after chat, uh, youtube.com slash the after chat. Um, but one of the things that I, that I'm going to mention in there is, uh, that the WWE shouldn't double down. And that's one of my concerns, Bill. And, and I'm curious your opinion on that. That's explain that. Explain sometimes that. it seems like, um, and I'll give you an example, John Cena, Roman Reigns. Those are two examples. When the fans say one thing and the WWE says, okay, I hear them, but we're going to, we're just going to continue to do whatever we want to do. And I have this concern that they mistake the, the heat that Braun, that, uh, uh, Baron Corbin has for like, like, Love They're to bringing hate. the fans in to hate him. Right. I think there's this yeah. misunderstanding. I think they just genuinely don't like his performance. You know what I mean? So, Well, I'll tell you something. I was nicely surprised by his uh, TLC match with Seth Rollins. I think he, the two of them had a, an excellent match. Yeah, and you know what? Maybe, you know... Uh, Baron Corbin's in ring. I, I'm I'm always I've been harsh on him, but his in ring ability is fine. Like you know, he's it, it's just the character, it's the presentation. They're just not. They haven't figured out what it is that's going to click with him. And I just think, yeah, this like bad guy, uh, this bad guy general manager role or something. Like I understand why they think that works because people hate it, and he's the heel that should get the face over. But the reality is. Um, it's just not entertaining. It's so bad that fans are like, okay, I don't even want to boo him. I just want him to not be on my screen. And that's not what you want for your product, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, they, and, and you know, I would say, well, Josh says, you know, politically correct uh, Bill Apter here, would say, well, Josh, you know, there's, however, when Seth Rollins started to say what he was saying, they confirmed all your feelings. Yeah, it, it was a really great night for me. <laughs> yeah, Josh, uh, to our after chatters, Josh generally DVRs Monday Night Raw. Yes. And he all, and because he has a family, he has kids that he needs to uh, say goodnight to. Mm -hmm. And um, he always says to me, 
when we're on Facebook, uh, I am no spoilers. I said, I have to give you this one. Yes. And that's what it was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, and I saw it and I watched it back and it, I was really pleased um, to see the acknowledgement. But I, again, I kind of feel like they're just placating the fans because I could see them back there going, uh, you know, oh, it's a, it's a, it's a vocal minority and, and blah, blah, blah. So, you know, whatever. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. I mean, it, at the end of the day, it, what it does is. Wait. Cliche of the show. I knew you were going to say that when I said that. Bing, 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 bing. It's cliche for a reason because it's Go used ahead. a lot. Um, when here's one for you. when it's all said and done. Ah, oh. um, the uh, there you this, go. This is there you go. This <laughs> um, has piqued my interest for TLC. It, I am actually interested in seeing what's going to happen, and in that regard, they've created. Um, They've created interesting television. The only problem is I'm interested basically to see, okay, is Baron Corbin going to lose? So now we're moving on from that and we can all breathe a sigh of relief. Me too. Me or, too. But not, not a sigh of relief though is are they going to move on with this? Well, that's and the thing. Yeah, and who's going to be in that spot? Right. I'm sorry to cut you off there. I hate to cut you off as uh, I wouldn't want to upset the uh, couple of people who have made some comments on iTunes. That they love the show. There, the show is amazing. Everything, but they don't like my snarky comments, cutting you off. And yeah, but I've cut you off at times too. So go for it. Yeah, I mean that's a an understatement. <laughs> I think, but but it's a welcome uh, cut off when it happens. That was you. an overstatement. But go ahead. <laughs> oh, but no, yeah. What was really interesting was I found out the person who uh, posted that. I'm like, this name looks familiar. Yeah, they follow me on Twitter. So what's that all about, man? You know, send send me a message on Twitter. Oh, relax, Josh. You you don't take this personally. Oh, I'm not taking it personally. Well, it just, sounds like you are. No, look, they're entitled to the wrong opinion of the fact that I'm cutting you off. All right, let's no. move on right now. So we are taping this, by the way, uh, about two hours before SmackDown this week. Yeah. Uh, due to uh, other commitments. Now, Ed, Josh, you're doing your you're taping your special on Wednesday night. Yes which is our usual taping night, and you're going to be giving your predictions for TLC. So why don't, before we move on with the headlines, why don't you go down some of the matches here and get wonderful Willie's predictions, if you will. I would love that. Um, well, me too. That's why I requested you do right. it. <laughs> By the way, uh, I want to let our after chatters know that if you have friends who are pro wrestling fans, turn them on to the after chat. We would really appreciate it because even though we've got millions and millions of downloads there are a lot of people who still don't know we're out there right josh yes but i will say at the same time i was really pleased i was down at the ecw arena for the icons of wrestling um i was filming some stuff for my so says Chernoff special uh and i was really pleased with how many people uh told me that they listened to our show so shout out That's to great. those people, and they actually really enjoy our our back and forth banter. They don't uh, get so sad every time somebody cuts somebody else. What off. are you talking about? What's that? Oh, I see what you did there. Got it. Got it. <laughs> so, uh, how about you go over uh, some of to, the uh, yeah? Matches you want me to start? Card? Let's start with uh, cruiserweight champion Buddy Murphy versus Cedric Ale Alexander. Excuse me. Uh, Buddy Murphy is going to retain the title. He is on a red hot streak no uh 
not saying anything bad about Cedric. He's great, but I think Buddy Murphy's going to retain that title. Very exciting performer, too. I think and so a, is Cedric. But. Yeah, I think it's gonna be a great match. But one thing I, I I'm curious your opinion on: Why wasn't with these type of athletes? Why is this not a TLC match? Um, because I think a TLC match with these two athletes, wrestlers, performers, uh, it's too much gimmick for when you have two genuine, good professional wrestlers here. Yeah, but it kind of feels like if you think back. Back to, and I understand this was a TLC match as opposed to a TLC pay per view. But imagine when the first uh, WrestleMania 17, right? That that wasn't the first one, but that, that was the second one. But that's the one everyone. No, WrestleMania, teams. the first WrestleMania was just WrestleMania. The oh, second man. one was WrestleMania 2. Oh, oh, this character over here. Uh, oh. WrestleMania 17 at the first, the uh, second TLC match. And, uh, but it's it's widely regarded as the best TLC match. Could you have imagined if instead they were like, uh, let's let's have uh, you know the Dudleys and Edge and Christian and the Hardys just have a regular match and we're gonna do TLC for Austin and Rock, like to me rather than seeing like Braun Strowman and Baron Corbin uh, for the in a TLC match, I'd much rather see Buddy Murphy and Cedric Alexander. But that's just my not opinion. me. I not me. Wrong. No, I like those kind of ma- I like those really high competitive matches with all the. Uh, high flying action, the false finishes. No, TLC would have ruined it. Next yeah. match, you please. couldn't. You couldn't have high flying if you get all no. those ladders. In well, it. you could, of course, you I could. Know, I'm being snarky. on the ladders, but it's just not. Uh, I want to see a, a a good match without any shtick, without any gimmicks. All right, and that's what we'll get there. Moving on, Elias versus Bobby Lashley in a ladder match. Lashley, Lashley. Lashley, um, Elias is red hot. Yeah. Um, however, however, I do believe that uh, Lashley and little Leo Rush and maybe interference from some other people, I think uh, Elias is not going to be successful in his bid to defeat Bobby Lashley. All right. Finn Balor versus... Wait. Wait okay. a minute. I'm sorry. No, you didn't do anything wrong. There's a match that's going to hatch. It'll be... I was going to do a little Elias, but go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, I think a little Elias was an appropriate was, amount. Uh, yeah. Finn Balor versus Drew McIntyre. Well, uh, I'm picking Drew McIntyre because Finn Balor um, has been missing some of the shows. I don't think he's at... Uh, 100% capacity, but even if he is, Drew McIntyre is going to uh, win. I, I, th- Drew McIntyre is really growing as a, uh, as a superstar, although in brackets there, I don't like what they're doing with he and Dolph Ziggler, making him look so vulnerable, but I think that um, Drew McIntyre will overpower uh, Finn, and take this one. Okay. Uh, the Bar <laughs> versus The New Day versus The Usos, a SmackDown tag team title triple threat match. Hard to pick because they're all kind of on the on the same level at this point. Mm-hmm. Each, uh, one, each one is a five-time tag team champion. Yeah. Team. Well, thank you. Thank you. Very good statistics. Did you, did you research? So you keep do. your job. You keep your job as co-host. This is excellent. 
Um, <laughs> I've got people knocking on the door here, wanting to be co-hosts. Yeah, yeah, it's not going to happen. You're you're the best. Yeah, sorry, so, sorry, um, Nick. That that's it. No, no, no. <laughs> Nick make, was great. That make Nick you uncomfortable great. for him. No, no, I enjoyed my podcast with him very, very, very much. He was uh, he was great to work with there. Um, cool. So I'm going to pick. Uh, let's see the bar. Um, I'm going to pick the new day for okay. no reason. Just one of the three of them. So you're just booking it the way that, uh, WWE books. Well, that's really sarcastic. <laughs> See, if you, that's nasty. And I'll tell you How why. How was that nasty? Well, I'll tell you why. <laughs> because you're not in that office no. with these people booking the matches. So it's like a, a somebody who... Bitches and moans about a wrestling match. Oh, that guy couldn't do this. He couldn't get his leg up. But he's never been in the ring. Yeah. Unless you're in the booking office, you can't say stuff like that. I mean, in fairness, I have both been in the ring and been in a booking office. So Yeah, but what booking office? In the, in the police station, right? Yeah, that's um, not. No, I know you were, true. but it's a, this is – I'm talking uh, about – actually mm -hmm. being there and saying, oh, this is what these guys do. Okay. I'll tell you what. Uh, what? Offers out there. If WWE would like to hire me. No, no, no. They, they, can't <laughs> afford you. Team. Uh, they can't afford you because they don't know. I will they book don't one, know, book don't one Raw you for make free. Here. Yeah. yeah, but when they find out the salary you're making here, they can't afford you. Ah, okay. That's it. Um, that check's still in the mail. Um, but, uh, no, I will, uh, I will allow them to, uh, hire me for free for, uh, I'll give them one month, one month oh of booking God. for free. How's that Stop sound? pimping for yourself. <laughs> Let's go to the next match. Okay. Uh, this one I don't cover. I chose not to cover on, on my show because, uh, I didn't really feel like talking about it on there because it's, you know, um, you haven't done your show yet. No, uh, but I'm not going to talk tomorrow. Yeah, I'm not going to talk about this. Sh this. Well, yeah, let me the, talk about. There's it. already a script, uh, but this one, uh, I'm, I want your opinion. Natalia versus Ruby Riot in a tables match. You know, I it at first it annoyed me to see that Jim the Anvil Nightheart table. It really mm -hmm. did, but, and I said, how cheap. But then I looked back through history, from the days like Terry Funk taking his father's watch and uh, or, or something from, uh, uh, yeah, and being very emotional about, um, uh, I forgot what the watch incident was. I'll, I'll have to look that up again. But other wrestlers that have used stuff from their parents. Right. Um, and I looked at it and it's, yeah, it's a common, commonly used old school wrestling yeah. gimmick. So what the heck? Why not? You know what? I knew Jim the Anvil Nightheart really well, and he would have said, "Book it, do it." That would have been oh, great. I'm sure, I'm sure he when would I'm have. When I'm dead, when I'm dead, so slam somebody through me. <laughs> um, I yeah, I'm the, sure he Natalia would. Natalia will win that match, by the way. Oh, I I hope so. Um, but uh, it it just seems no matter what, it seems like a weird thing if you're gonna put someone through the table of like that. It's just a weird. Uh, no, I've never no, been. Yeah, I've never been into that. Going back to uh, the the big boss man and the big shows feud with like the big show's father's funeral. I, I just, to me, I never, I, I just don't find that stuff to be amusing, but that's just me. Somebody, somebody broke Terry Funk's father's watch. I think yeah, that's, that's a little, first of all, 
if that's what it was. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know, but, but this chat is just seems, in, it's fine. Yeah, let us know Twitter at the after chat. Um yeah. by the way, I want to I want to stop here at the uh 19 minute mark and uh just about the 20 minute mark actually and and uh apologize for getting a little snarky because I talked about those iTunes things and then I decided to play into those people and I apologize for that. Um Yeah. I I, I really shouldn't um be offended wait a minute you know you're in you're you're now this is my time of picking the winners and losers for this sunday's pay-per-view josh we got to stay on task okay yeah i mean you can apologize it's done well not i I was apologizing to you not to those people no okay you don't Um, why are you apologizing to me well because i wanted i want you to have a nice fun enjoyable thing i am i'm now enjoying coming back at you after 18 episodes good that's 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 what i've been trying to get out of you this whole time yeah well you got it you got it all right then i then i I rescind my apology okay so you think the after is here now good good some could say he's been there all along just waiting to to come out um what's next brother all right uh, we have a triple threat TLC match for the SmackDown Women's Championship Ooh, with yeah. champion the man Becky Lynch versus the queen Charlotte Flair versus the empress Asuka. Are you something's going to happen where Asuka's going to win this and Becky and Charlotte are going to be more pissed at each other than ever? And it's going to, yeah, Asuka. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. That, that, she's the one person. Who you really wouldn't pick. Here's my concern, though, thing. with that. Wait, wait. Don't spoil your own show. Yeah, no, I don't. I'm not. Okay. Um, What's your concern? <laughs> here, My concern is when there's such a hot act like Becky Lynch. And oh, don't say act. With... Come on. This what? is wrestling. Okay. It's a, a hot, hot commodity. I mean, hot act is how, you know, anyone how, would refer what? to it. No, but it, it's really a, a hot uh, performer. Yeah, like a performance, I don't know. like an we act. We need a word. We need a word. It's not an act. Okay. Act is always a curse word in pro wrestling. <sighs> Got to find another word here. A hot well, chick. <laughs> wow. Uh, okay, so while you have a hot storyline, or storyline yeah, bad too? Well done. Well, story... How is... Okay. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick my battles here. Uh, when you have Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair, my concern is that you put that championship on Oscar, and all that's gonna happen is I mean, look at Nakamura. He's U.S. champion, and he's not on the pay per view. He's hardly ever seen doing anything of any worth. And my concern is that's what's gonna happen. You're gonna put the title on Oscar. She's going to basically, you know, fall into that like uh, like the authors of pain. They they won the tag titles and and that lasted all of like five minutes and it was yeah you know, but no it, no I I don't see that I see this somehow heating up. Well, you couldn't you couldn't beat her. You couldn't beat Oscar, could you? And you couldn't beat her. Who? It's something. So it puts them on even ground. Okay. The Raw Women's Champion, Ronda Rousey. A level playing field. I gotcha. The Raw Women's Champion, Ronda Rousey versus Nia Jax. Um, Who do you have? Yeah, this is, listen, this is going to be very interesting because Ronda Rousey being that real fighter type and Mm -hmm. Nia Jax is just, she's she's brutal. And after we saw what Charlotte Flair did to Ronda Rousey, 
I think she might get the crap beat out of her again by Nia Jax. However, if Ronda is fast enough and gets out of the way of that uh, Hogan-like leg drop, mm -hmm. uh, Ronda may be able to uh, get past her and uh, and win. But I'm going to I'm I'm going way out on a limb here, and somehow. I think that Nia Jax is going to win. Might Tamina Snuka have a hand in this? You know something, brother? That might happen. Yeah, that's that's definitely a possibility. Um, Little Jimmy Snuka coming out from my uh, my past there. Yeah, um, I, I chose not to acknowledge your Becky Lynch. Um, but no, it wasn't was... that good. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. Okay, brother. What's next? Uh, all right, Superfly. The we've TLC got TLC Wonderland. We got Bronze. That's a good one, actually. You you do that really Thank well. You. Uh, Braun Strowman versus your favorite Baron Corbin in the tables, ladders, and chairs match. We kind of already favorite, covered. You that. know, I was never nasty about him. I didn't always no, you, agree with your. No, you never uh, were nasty about him. You're your your rants on him, but when you're saying my favorite, he. Uh, I think he's good in a, in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. uh, he will never win an Academy Award. No. Because uh, he's not that great of an act. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, however, yeah. different, build, different build you're getting this week, huh? I'm, I, um, I am loving this. I feel like people are going to crap all over me uh, this I week. Uh, I, I feel know. like because and, – and I should also preface this uh, at the same time. I uh, – I took a week off from being sick and came right back around to being sick again. Um, so I am, if you can't tell by my voice and I, I, I am definitely kind of had, no, no, come on out you, of it. Today, I'm just, but, no, but, and I'm, no, it's good. On it. Bra Braun no, I don't, I'm glad, I'm glad to get this out of you. This is exactly Braun what I want. Strowman will win. And I don't know who the next general manager is going to be. Uh, do, do, or acting do, you, do you think we show. need one? Yeah, uh, it should be me, but it's not going to be me. Uh, you know who I think they should pick? Who? Paul Heyman. No, that's another topic. Yeah, no, that would be another interesting topic. though. But um, no, I you I, know, I, hey, if they, I'll tell you what, Bill, I'll make you a deal. If they uh, bring me on the the uh, creative team, I'll make you the general manager. How's that sound? Thank you. I appreciate it. All right. I appreciate it. you got a deal. Uh, hey, look, all right. Let's 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 do pinkies. It's a deal. Okay. I don't. I'm not sure what you, that means. It's a generational thing. Okay. You wouldn't understand it. I'm okay with that. You you do pinkies, and I'll just keep reading the matches here. Um, yes. You're going with like a pinky swear, right? I'm not link, sure what that you, is. It's like but a handshake, no, but with your pinky fingers. Something like that. Okay. Something. It's visual. So, I was gonna say something, something like that, or what? Now, now I kind of want. No, no, know. my, my, my. I have my cell phone on vibrate. Yeah, I can hear it. Deja, and it's. I was trying to look and see who it was. So when I, that was just a uh, a segue. Okay, okay, so let's go on here. Intercontinental Champion Seth Rollins versus Dean Ambrose in a TLC match. Right? No. Yes. What's no? Is it a TLC match? Yes. Yeah. I'm reading this yeah. off of the WWE's yeah. website to get the list of the matches well, here. They and must they're be not listing correct. they're not listing it as a as a TLC match. Well, whatever happens here, 
uh, Dean Ambrose is going to uh, be the victor in this. It's time for him to not be overlooked. It's time for him to get a belt. It's time, Seth Rollins, to let you know. Oh, I'm trying to do my Dean Ambrose just came out. Is that, is uh, that what that was? I don't know. I, don't I'm know. Just to... I just thought, but, I thought um, that was you just getting getting <coughs> angry on like you're uh, you're his mouthpiece now. No, I I think Dean Ambrose um, um, is going to win that match. Okay, and gain the championship. I could see that happening. Um, but yeah, I for whatever reason, I guess I had it in my head that it was a TLC match, and it's apparently not. Well, apparently on Monday Night Raw this week. Uh, Seth Rollins wanted a TLC match before his TLC match with Dean Ambrose. And he got one. What right. did you think so of that this match, is, Bill? So this has got to be a TLC match. I mentioned at the beginning of this uh, of our uh, after chat here, I thought it was really good. I thought Baron Corbin and Seth Rollins put on a pay-per-view quality match. Yeah, I mean, I I I think it was well said. Well yeah, said. I, I don't really have anything else to add to it. I actually, yeah. you know, look, I think uh, I said this earlier. We talked about it earlier. And Baron Corbin, uh, for as hard on him as I am, uh, I mean, he's definitely he's fine in the ring. Um, I thought it was a really good match. I just look, nothing would make me happier than to see them take a guy like Baron Corbin, kind of rework him, change some things up and, and breathe some new life into his character. Cause it just doesn't work the way it is. And well, and, and again, in your opinion. Yeah. Which remember, I hold that in high regard. You do. And yeah. so does Seth Rollins. Yeah. And he, he apparently holds my opinion in high regard as we, uh, as we found out, but yeah, but I, I have no business giving an opinion of what they should be doing on the booking team. I'll just sit back and wait until I say something and then they, do exactly what I said. Well, unless they do what Taz says. Right. Although I think Taz See, the and I booking have very right similar now, opinions. The outside booking committee right now is Josh Chernoff and Taz. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Obviously. I don't think they could afford Taz. No. So anyway, so what else is happening? Now, again, we can't cover SmackDown because it hasn't started yet. But We can um, talk about the uh, Authors of Pain losing. That was, yeah, you uh, know what? I had, I, I really had strong, huge, high hopes. Yeah. For, and I wasn't going to sing the song. Uh, I really had high hopes for the Authors of Pain. They were, they were going to be in the genre of the Road Warriors. And mm -hmm. the first couple of times I saw them, I said, "Man, these guys are really kick ass." And now they lost the title. This week to uh, Bobby Roode and uh, and Chad Gable, yeah, and uh, um, and Drake Maverick was pinned in that match. It just to me it they they felt I felt like they were off their game. They looked sloppy to me in that match. My here's my feeling on them. The second they dropped Paul Ellering. I was like, "Yep, they're not gonna they're they're gonna go the way of the ascension." It was just they they uh, for whatever reason they didn't understand that Paul Ellering was a, a really valuable piece of that team, in my opinion. And you know it, it, that took something away from them. But then you've got Drake Maverick, who they've who they've made into like a, a comedy act, which not only hurts him as general manager on Two Hundred Five Live because they're 
Like, it oh yeah, make they sense. mentioned. By the way, Seth Rollins mentioned that. There's a cutoff here because I don't want to forget this. Um, is that Seth Rollins talked about uh, the ratings being lower, and not to be just because of Corbin, but like you know, hiring people to like pee in their pants. Right. We're talking about Jerk Maverick. Of course. So yeah, they have made him into a into shtick. And can we talk about for a second here? You say cutting off, and I don't mean to keep going back to it because I, I truly and no one's going to believe me now but really couldn't care less but for the people that that actually do uh listen and enjoy us um i don't think there's anything wrong with cutting each other off we're having a, a chat well then cut that's it the out whole, let's keep going the, here i'm cutting not, you off here okay let's keep talking you know what i i i retract stop that apologizing statement. no i'm not apologizing i'm literally uh, doing the opposite of apologizing it's coming across it seems like this is How? just grating on you. It, it seems you know what, like it's you know, grating. You know what? It does. And here's why. When somebody says, when somebody gives a three-star review saying great show with a bunch of exclamation points and then talking about what a hero you are to the business and how incredible you are and everything and then they give your show three stars because they don't like that I will occasionally cut you off. Well, then stop doing it. Well, no, I'm... Okay. I'm s- okay. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna get off my uh, my soapbox here. No, no, I get that. All all's fair. And you no, see what, I just it doesn't. Wait, wait, wait. What you can't do? What you can't do? And you know our topic today is from print from to yeah. internet. And part of that is coming out of just what you said right now. Is if you let the people online, and we love that three star person. We love you. Please keep listening to us. But if you let them get to you. It just it'll stop you. No, for, it it'll it'll bring up an anger. It'll stop yeah, you yeah, from doing no. things you should be doing. No, I understand that. I completely understand that. But here's what I'm saying: I'm. It's not getting to me as in like, oh, I'm taking it like a personal offense. Like, oh, they don't like me. They don't like the way that I do. You know, otherwise, if that's how I felt, I would have been on my best behavior today. And I certainly think not. that's how you felt. Yeah. Well, uh, you're wrong. Because uh, I don't I feel that way. <laughs> but um, I feel that you feel that okay, way. Okay, but I don't. What I don't understand, and this isn't just for my my podcast. I I've, I felt this way when uh, I first started listening to Something to Wrestle with Bruce Pritchard and Conrad Thompson. And I would see online, I would see all these things about like, uh, uh, they would say like, oh, your show's too long. Or they'd say, oh, how come you did this? Or how come you did that? And I would always just think to myself, like, just shut up and enjoy the show. It's a free show. Like, why are you giving them such a hard time? I don't understand Because it's internet. Yeah, and that's kind of the point. We're asking asking for feedback. No, but that's fine. And that's fine. But here's what I don't understand. When they talk about how much they, they absolutely love the show and love you and all that, they don't understand that for as much as they love you, they're hurting you. They're hurting you because they're giving you a bad review. I don't care, but they're hurting your show by but giving it- But the review doesn't mean, you have to understand that through the 50 plus years that I've been doing this now, uh, it's like an actor or whatever reading the theatrical reviews. After a while, it doesn't matter no, as long as I'm your not people arti- are staying with you. I'm not articulating this well. I, I'm just, I'm very, what I'm trying to say is I don't care about their actual review. I don't care about if that's negative or if they say something negative about me. I'm quite comfortable in my own, you know, uh, uh, in my abilities and the success that skin. I've had. Yeah, yeah, I'm fine. 
Um, if they don't like me, they don't like me. If they do like me, I really appreciate that. That's great. And everyone's entitled to their opinion. Don't get me wrong. What I don't understand is why if they're like, oh, we love, I mean, these people were like, Bill Apter is a thesaurus of wrestling history and blah, blah, blah. And we love him and he's phenomenal. And then they're like, but I got to give the podcast three stars because Josh talked over him. Like what? If you think he's that great, if you think that Bill Apter is that amazing, give the man five stars. Like I, I don't understand it. I, I just, to me, I just don't. They get can't it. give me five stars because you cut me off. <laughs> I don't know. This All right, is, let's move I, on. I, I should have saved this to talk about with our topic because it has to do yeah, with this, it. But this is a lot of fun. No, I'm, I'm having a good. I'm time having a good time too, and that's the. Let's thing. get back to wrestling here. All though. right. Oh, okay. I thought we we're having a good let's time. So something let's to wrestle. We need hold something on, to hold on. wrestle. We were, we're having a we're having a good time doing this. So let's stop it and get back to talking about. The Wait, authors we need of pain. Some, something to wrestle with. Let's go. Have where you ever were we? to something Josh? to wrestle with? Right. Bruce where Pritchard? were we? Um, we were nowhere really. We were talking about the authors of pain and how they we we think that they're doing a oh, terrible oh, job. Okay, with them so and... let me bring it back to there. So you know what would be a great WWE match? What? Drake Maverick, because he's really good as you saw in Impact Wrestling, against Leo Rush. Yeah. I'd love to see that. That would be a good match. Maybe we'll see it who, down the line. Who would you root for? Uh, Leo Rush. I like Leo Rush. So you would be standing at ringside going, Leo, Leo. Something like you that. You would do that. Okay. Okay. All right. So what else have we got on the headlines? One headline that I uh, had mentioned, and by the time some of you people are hearing this, Cody Rhodes and the Young Bucks will have done their curtain call at ring of honor yeah are they finishing up at the uh at the pay-per-view or are they finishing up at the tv tapings the next night tv tapings okay. as far as i know yeah yes yeah, yeah. That, that that looks like it's going to be it bill the world is going to change the way we know professional wrestling at this point because whatever cody and the young bucks and whoever else they have with them they're going to start making statements fairly soon. And even though they all say that they're going to have nothing to do with that show in April on WrestleMania week at Madison Square Garden, mm-hmm. I think that's bull loney and that they will all be on that show. How could they turn down exposure on at Madison Square Garden unless, of course, Ring of Honor and New Japan says, well, you're not part of us, so... Yeah, we don't need you here. Yeah. yeah, you know that that's a great point, but at the same time, I wonder. I mean, Cody has wrestled at Madison Square Garden numerous times, so but who, not like, but not in the capacity of a major star. Oh, sure. Like he is. But it, but but is he going to be put? I mean, how much if if you're Ring of Honor in New Japan and you know all eyes are on you, aren't you going to take that opportunity to promote the guys that are hanging around? Oh, of course you are. Yeah, so but I don't know I, that they're even going to, like you had said, you know, unless they don't want them there, and I don't know that they're going to want them there. Yeah, that is and not in a, And not anything personal. I don't mean that like they're going to be upset or angry about them leaving. I think just it's a business decision. You're not going to, you know, unless you're, uh, I'm, you, there have been promotions in the past that are Well, there may become, they may like become that. competition. Direct competition. Right. And I and honestly, I hope they don't. I would hope that if they start their own promotion, as is rumored, I'd hope that they would continue that uh, 
working relationship with New Japan and with Ring of Honor. And, and you know, I would like to see that because I think that that's really healthy for the business. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So going to be interesting to see what the new year brings. What's your new year's prediction, Josh, for, you know what? Let's hold this. We still have another week or so before New Year's. Uh -huh. Let's do a New Year's Eve prediction or New Year's prediction, and we need all the app chatters to jump in on this thing. Well, a New Year's prediction for what? And we have two more shows after this before we have— Well, uh, they're predictions for the New Year. What's going to happen in January to the world of professional wrestling? And you can even make them outrageous okay. if you want. How about send that, your, Send your New Year's predictions to— the after chat at the after chat on Twitter. And uh, we would love to, to hear from you after chatters who I love and appreciate. Um, Here he goes again, save for maybe one or two of you. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, wait a minute. Oh, I forgot. I have something to promote. Oh, let me rephrase that then. I love all of you guys and girls. I uh, really appreciate all the support and, uh, and, and all of your negative comments. I, I really, I, I'm going to try and learn from those. Where's so thank you going? so much while you, uh, while you check out the, uh, so says Chernoff TLC I special. I hate sarcasm. Oh, yeah. Me crazy. Well, let's Why? get back on. But can I, can I ask here. you a question? Why do you hate sure. sarcasm? Uh, because it's too sarcastic. Can we please get on with the, uh, with our show here, Josh? Yeah. You know, you literally just hit me with sarcasm right there. I did. And that yes. felt good, didn't it? Yes. No. It, it, didn't, it didn't feel good? But our after chatters don't want to hear this. What? Why? What is the big issue that Barack Lesnar is not defending the title on Monday Night Raw? You know what? Just the fact, and this has nothing to do with Baron Corbin, but just the fact that the people in charge of the WWE, in charge of Monday Night Raw, are letting this slide that there's no, they're using all the other champions to make up for the guy who really should be there. This it's, absolutely stinks that Brock Lesnar is not showing his presence on Monday Night Raw. He's the universal champion. Okay, so when I was growing up watching wrestling, it was a very different product. It wasn't, you know, that was, I would watch, you know, Saturday morning superstars or, or wrestling challenge or something like that. Or and then primetime wrestling, which was really just a clip show surrounded by, uh, you know, of course, the amazing Gorilla Monsoon and Bobby the Brain Heenan. Um, but the matches themselves, everything, there's a lot of enhancement talent. There was a lot, you know, but you would occasionally get a big match. And that big match was for the Intercontinental title. I, I'm sure someone will be able to say, oh, it happened on this date or whatever. But to my recollection, I cannot think of a single time watching Superstars or Challenge or uh, Primetime Wrestling where the the WWF Championship, uh, specifically when it's being held by like Hulk Hogan, was ever defended on any yeah, of but, those shows. But, Saturday but, Night's main event, you would get it on a big right, show but like you that. Knew Hogan, you knew Hogan was there. People, you know, when they mentioned Brock Lesnar on Monday no. night this week, I went like, all right, he's still on Raw, right? Yeah, but but here's the thing. You, and yeah, and it's a completely different uh, presentation now. They, they still do, uh, you know, a very watered down version of the Attitude Era format uh, and formula. But, you know, it's not the formula that it was, you know, in the 80s and early 90s. But 
I'm, I'm, the point that I'm making here is um, that used to be the way it was. That was what made that title so so special was you saw it at these big events. Now you would have pre-recorded interviews and promos and stuff like that. Um, and the big difference here, and I will and I'll acknowledge this on the on the flip side of it was a guy like Hulk Hogan was making towns. Hulk Hogan was wrestling every night. Yeah, he in, was in the house territory. Show. Yeah, sure. well, no, I know not the territory. You know what I mean? I, um, well, I call it the territory. He was in the WWF territory at that point. No, but I'm and even he, talking he was, about. I'm talking about once the territories were done. I'm talking <clears> about the fact that the house show loop. He was doing the house shows. No, no, I, the, that's what I'm saying. Okay, he, he's he's right. I just thought I'd jump on you every time I say something like act or say something like heal. No, no. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Get me, get me. Um, but no, I I, I think that um, ha- if Brock Lesnar were working house shows, I don't think anyone would complain. I don't either. And so I do. So I just wanted to say that because I wanted to say that I am acknowledging both sides of this. Um, I like the fact that he's not on TV that much because I However, think it makes him a bigger attraction. I think half these guys, Braun Strowman, they he never should have been on TV as much as he's been on TV. It lessened him. It may, you know, all of these guys, they're overexposed with three well, hours of Well, look at the IC title. And... The IC title is, is defended every few weeks on TV. I mean, yeah. they have tons of titles defended. But you see where Brock Lesnar could be back in the magazine days when we didn't know where someone was competing. Mm-hmm. They were always competing in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Well, sure, and that's I have it on good authority. That's where Braun Str- uh, Brock Lesnar has been this whole time. And Braun Strowman had a surgery there, and there were several title changes there as well. Yeah. Well, you know what? You're talking about back in the magazines, and I think that that's a fantastic transition for us into part two of the uh, of of the topic here: the evolution of wrestling news. And we talked a little bit about. Um, you know, with my scathing commentary on uh, the internet, but we're not going to get quite back to that just yet because what I want to talk about is uh, we mentioned, I, I believe where we left off last time, that 1997, a little site called OneWrestling.com began. Uh, we talked a little bit about Prodigy. We talked a little bit about AOL keyword WWF, um, which I think first debuted in 1995. What I wanted to um, to talk to you about, you, I think we left off when you came into work for OneWrestling.com. Correct. And, and so I want to pick up uh, where we left off there. And if anyone's checking this out now and, and didn't catch last week's episode, um, go back, uh, listen, because it was a really, really great episode um, of listening to, to you, Bill, get to you know talk about some of the history of the wrestling magazines. And, yeah, uh, yeah, I miss those days very yeah. much. So walk us through when you started at OneWrestling.com. What was your what was your title? What was your position there? Well, there wasn't really a title. I, it was uh, Bill Afters joined OneWrestling.com because the fans knew me from the magazines already. Right. And uh, I wrote columns. I was uh, every night. I, I wrote a ton of stuff. I, uh, as mentioned in the last episode. Um, I was the first guy to put audio and video yes. interviews on a rest, pro wrestling website. Um, Can I tell you, that's something that I don't think you get uh, credit for. 
Well, that's and, okay. That's all right. I'm, I'm making I know, it public. You, you, I know. You don't ever mind not getting credit, but I think you should. I, I think I do. It kills me, but I don't like to show <laughs> well, it. Well, then let me do that for you because everyone can pile the heat on me. But uh, but no, I think that that's a really – that's something that uh, is being glossed over that – you know. Well, remember, I was an audio and video hobbyist. Yes. I used to love – I used to love doing audio interviews and I used to, you know, love shooting video yeah, all the, but the time. The idea of being able to put that on the internet, um, that's a, that's, that really was something that was kind of ahead of its time. And, uh, I just now, wanted to one, take a second to give you credit. OneWrestling.com used to put an ads in, um, and thank you, You're uh, welcome. used to put ads in, uh, the PWI magazines, you know, we tell you what the, wrestling federations won't. So I felt like I was almost going to work for an enemy, but I wasn't. Bob Ryder and Joey Styles were absolutely great. They were thrilled to have me on there. And uh, it helped get me out of a rut because I was done at that point mm -hmm. um, with the magazines and I needed a new home. And they picked up where I stopped getting paid by the magazines. They picked up and started paying me. So... This. Do you think that um, because in the, in the beginning there weren't that many wrestling news sites? Now there's a, th a thousand of them, and you know you'll find a lot of the time. Wait that a minute, you're a statistician here. There's more. It's probably one thousand six hundred twenty three, twenty uh, twenty four actually. Twenty four and a half because mm -hmm. one of those is that. Uh, what's the name of that midget wrestling federation? Oh my, short sleeve Samson belongs to. Oh, uh, I don't know. I forgot the name of it, but shout out to Short Sleeve Samson. Anyway, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to get into shtick there. No, it's fine. Yeah. You're allowed to cut me off. I'm not allowed to cut you off, but you're allowed to cut me off. That's fine. Uh, I, I, <laughs> uh, I'm having fun with it. I no, go ahead. I, so I, back I, I to One care. Wrestling. Um, all right. So back to One Wrestling. So um, no, I, I, I guess what I'm trying to figure out here is, you know, there before the internet was, and this is the way it is with anything. If you think of one thing that there could be on the internet, there's so many sites for it. And the wrestling news sites right now have a tendency to, uh, you know, they'll put out something that says, oh, yeah, uh, as, as reported on the Wrestling Observer, or, you know, this one as reported on Wrestling Inc. Or, you know, there, there's, so they're, they're sharing information, which is definitely uh, different than how things were in the magazines because you, you very oh, rarely had, you know, I can't imagine you had like in, in wow magazine as reported in pro wrestling illustrated, you know, like it wasn't going to No, but, but the difference, which was almost similar to that is like George Napolitano who worked for other magazines and I would go on trips together and shoot similar pictures. Right. So it looked like we were cooperating with each other. Right. Um, but, but you weren't. And that's what I'm kind of, so I, what's interesting to me is, while wrestling had its magazines, I feel like when the internet came along was maybe the the first time uh, we saw a lot of um, how can I put this wrestling journalism. And I don't mean that to say that there wasn't journalism beforehand, but when you're kind of seeing it more as uh, like a newspaper would be as opposed to a magazine, because a magazine well, is you know like like. Think about it, like something like uh, like Rolling Stone magazine, right? Um, you'll have articles, you'll have a lot of stuff in there, but I'm going back to when it was actually just, you know, just a magazine. Would not have been the same as a newspaper. 
Correct. Right. Now, Do you think that that's a mind, fair well, comparison? Well, keep in mind, keep in mind something historical. First of all, let's talk about journalists on internet. Okay. Okay. Um, a lot of the people who are on the internet, and it's not just in the wrestling sites, should not be called journalists. They find anything and everything wrong with everything. A lot of the, I love a lot of the wrestling sites, but there are wrestling sites out there who just look to debunk and knock everything. And that, that's why, um, I wanted to, and I had offers from some of the other websites, but the reason that I wanted to go to onewrestling.com is because Bob Ryder and Joey Styles made that site an honest check everything out type of site. Nothing was put on there unless it was checked out ahead of time like real journalists do. Mm. And that's where I belonged. Now, yeah, I, I, also, I, I also want to bring one other thing up, by the way, that please. you hadn't mentioned, and this is going to bring this all together. Okay. Is you were talking, we were talking about wrestling websites and the beginning of them being Prodigy and uh, AOL, etc. Mm-hmm. Back in the 50s, and this is, I was just a, a baby back then, but back in the early 50s and the late 40s, what was the first thing that everybody loved watching on television? Wrestling. Yeah, professional wrestling. Yeah. And then it became a huge hit on the next thing that came into transmitting stuff we really want to see the next thing after television was really the internet so the infants the it was the infancy of pro wrestling was on tv and then it was on the internet does that make sense yeah i can understand where you're going with that um i want to i wanted to just point out a friend of the show matt stefan uh, sent me over um he sent a picture to me today. Um, his wife's uncle found this old uh, book and just gave it to him. Copyright 1952. I'm going to share this on our uh, Instagram. Bill, I'll send it over to you. Um, it's called Wrestling Fans Book by Sid Fetter. Do you know who Sid Fetter is? No, I know the name. Is Antonino Rocca on the cover of that? Uh, I believe so. Like Leaping in the Air? No. Okay. No, I'm not sure. No, I'm not sure who that person was. Um, no, the six, I'm thinking of the six friend. greatest wrestlers of all time selected by Nat uh, Lube. No, Flesher, uh, Fleischer. 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 Yes. Editor you, of uh, oh, Ring, wait Ring a Magazine. Yes. Hold, you give yourself a, fa- a face rake. Okay. Okay, you did it? Sure. Nat Fleischer was the man who uh, created Ring Magazine, the yeah. Bible of boxing that's still around Here's today. The editor Nat of Ring Lube, Magazine. Right, Nat Lube was his wrestling editor. Um, okay. But yeah, oh, I need to see the cover of this. Yeah, uh, um, this. I'll, I'll send it over to you and I'll put it on our Instagram. But uh, thank you to Matt Stefan, longtime listener of the After Chat. Um, that's his name, Matt Stefan, longtime? Uh, no, Matt Stefan, longtime listener. That's a long name. A long time. Yes. By um, the way, I will be back to politically correct Bill next week unless you people yeah, don't. Uh, decide that you like this 
Bill. So yeah. let's go back so on let's the topic. Politically correct Bill or Bill who tells you how he actually feels and gives you uh, an interesting and entertaining podcast. You guys I thought we know. No, no, that's that's nasty. What, what was that's that? Nasty. He's saying nasty. Nasty. My, my son it? hates that word. But you, you, you're saying that none of our other ones were interesting? No, and, uh, no. I'm just saying that it's even – I'm just saying it's more interesting and more entertaining when we get – when we get, you know, a little, little more personality, we, we will, well, uh, well, I, you trying to tell me I have no personality. Oh, see now, now you're getting hot. Yeah. You're getting me hot. That's <laughs> usually, that's only my wife is supposed to do that. Oh boy. Oh, all right. Let's move on though with the, with print to yeah, so, internet. So, okay. One of the things I wanted to ask you about is the wrestling observer. Dave Meltzer, because we talked yeah. about the magazines and we've talked about the internet, which of course he now has, you know, an internet site. Um, but there were also what were uh, affectionately known as the dirt sheets. Uh-huh. And the reason that I, I wanted to bring that up is um, once upon a time, you were an Aptor guy or a Meltzer guy. That was kind of how it was seen. Now, of course, we've, we, we know that it, it wasn't was. just you. It was, you know, but when they would say an Aptor guy, they meant the after mags, which were the magazines that you worked for and were, uh, you know, associated with you. Correct. Um, so after guy or a Meltzer guy, uh, right, what well, did you, first of all, it, what, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I, I just, what were your thoughts on, cause you talked about, um, cause, cause Dave Meltzer would have been a guy that would have been referred to and, uh, would have considered himself, I'd assume, um, a journalist in wrestling. Uh, well, he came from a, a real journalistic background. Right. So if you listen to a guy like Bruce Pritchard or a guy like Eric Bischoff, um, you will find that they are not a big fan of Dave Meltzer, um, that they don't, that they felt that most of what he was uh, writing was either made up or was told to him but was not factual. Um, and there's proof of that. I mean, there's tons of proof that one of the the most popular ones from uh, Eric Bischoff's podcast they talk about was Mabel being the third man of the NWO and that it was being discussed. And it was never, ever, ever even thought of being thought of. Um, so you talked about joining OneWrestling.com because it was important to you that you join a site with journalistic integrity, for lack of a better term. Correct. No, that's the perfect term. Okay. So what were your thoughts? Did you ever have a thought uh, thought or opinion on a guy like Dave Meltzer, who at times would print something that was uh, that some would say was not true? It was okay. Made up? All, right. All right. Well, back then, nobody said what Dave Meltzer didn't put out wasn't true. Dave Meltzer and I, if you say you're an after guy or a Meltzer guy, it makes no sense because we did two totally different styles of journalism. Yeah, but I think that does make sense. Well, it depends what type of journalism you like. No, well, that's what I'm saying. It does make sense. If you're, wait, 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 are we talking magazines or one wrestling.com versus Dave Meltzer? No, for right now we're talking, uh, we're talking about, uh, the observer newsletter versus the magazines. Two different types of journalism. It made no sense to compare them. What we did at the magazines were enhancement stories. Right. We didn't I'm very not, rarely. Not... Wait, wait. Very rarely did we cover real news. It was an, right. it, it was stories. 
Dave Meltzer, on the other hand, was had all this inside information and the no matter how much you hear Bischoff and these other people saying that Dave wasn't right so much of the time, he was right so much of the time as well. Maybe not 100 percent, but uh, it was so serious. And I think I may have mentioned this last week that if a promoter knew that you were talking to Dave Meltzer, like let's say if they knew I talked to Dave Meltzer, I wouldn't have been allowed to cover their matches anymore. Right. Because Dave was the enemy. We were not at the magazine. We were publicists. Right. Dave Meltzer was the inside enemy who's taking stuff from the back room of these companies and telling everybody. Yeah, and, and I, I think that that's kind of the uh, the point of, of what I was trying to say is that you have Dave Meltzer who is telling all of these uh, alleged behind-the-scenes stories. Uh, and I say alleged because there were some of them that were just not true. Well, um, some of them, correct. Right, but but how? what type of journalistic integrity is there for a guy who some of the time is right and then when he's no, not no, right? No, 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 no. The majority of time he's right. When I used to get those newsletters back at the PWI office mm – -hmm. That was the Bible of what was really going on behind the scenes, what they were talking about in the in the but, booking rooms and stuff. But what about the stuff that wasn't right? And that's but what I'm trying I don't to because that. that leads us to the to the well, yeah. But time has told us. I mean, Mabel wasn't the third man. It didn't happen. Well, maybe it changed. Maybe and that's, that's what he was some, shipped off. And that's some, maybe. He, and ahead. that's something that that he would fall back on or someone who was defending that would fall back on that plans changed Correct. except for the fact that according to Eric Bischoff and I'm using this one very, very popular um, example here, but according to Eric Bischoff, not plans did not change at no point in time was Mabel ever even considered thought of uh, never, never was that even anywhere in the ballpark of an idea by anybody in WCW. So well, then somebody told Dave Meltzer, and Dave Meltzer bought that. Yeah, I think it was Mabel. It may have been. <laughs> that's, that, that's, that, that would be my that, guess. You know, that's a very good point. Right, and I think, and, and that's the thing. I think a lot of the time, um, and this is, of course, just my opinion, I'm not sure how much Dave Meltzer was making things up, as he's been accused of, as no. much as being misled intentionally by Perfectly talent. said. Perfectly said. But, but that brings us to... Um, we made... We made stuff up, right? <laughs> in the magazines, um, right? But, but no, but and it, and that's an interesting thing too because I was just about to say, but but um, everybody kind of knew that no one really took it seriously. But that's not true. You oh had my god! Plenty goodness. of of heat on you for things that you would put in the magazine. Yeah, but wait a minute. Wait, even the good stuff, though, when people bought the magazines, people as they watched wrestling and believed what was going on, we enhanced that belief with the magazines. Right. Yeah. So. So now jumping forward to today to. Okay. Wait, wait, news. wait, we, we, we have to, we have to interrupt here again. Okay. The biggest change in my magazine life was going to wow magazine because wow magazine was before I got there. For two or three issues, Wow Magazine was a very smart magazine. They were right. trying to be a Dave Meltzer type of reporting institution. Mm -hmm. 
And then I came in and a lot of people thought I spoiled it because I made it more of a fanzine. And that's, I think, what it comes down to when you say an after guy or a Meltzer guy. It's, uh, it's, it's kind of that uh, kayfabe versus, you know, uh, I guess you could say a shoot, you know, for really for lack of a better term there. But I think uh, that's what it is. That's, that's where that difference comes in. It's not really misuse of the word kayfabe, by the way. That is, not a, that is not a misuse it of the word kayfabe. Go right ahead. No, that's not a misuse of the word kayfabe. Well, I say it is. Yeah, so, that doesn't make it right <laughs> just because you say it is. No. Okay. Explain to me. Let me explain to you the use that I just did. Okay. No, we, 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 we are on a roll. I here am not with... saying that it is kayfabe magazines. We've already had this conversation okay. with Jim Cornette <laughs> that they are not kayfabe magazines. Thank what you. I'm talking about is the difference in preference of wanting to read a magazine that keeps kayfabe versus a newsletter that exposes the behind the scenes of the business. Got it. You couldn't have explained it better. Thank Perfect. you. Perfect. Perfect. Man. All right. So uh, that brings us to today. That brings us to news sites today. Um, do you think that wrestling news sites on the internet have hurt, helped, Change the, they change the business no matter what they change. Do you think they've helped the business? Do you think they've hurt the business? Do you think it's a little bit of both? It's a little bit of both. Absolutely. If, if you had a choice and you could remove internet, uh, the internet from the internet news from the wrestling business, would you? No. Why not? Because some of it is really good and you have to it's just like my evolving career you have to stay current with the times and that would be a big mistake i guess i'm 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 going more hypothetical because i'm <clears throat> talking about if if there was an ability to um without going down the rabbit hole of the of the reality of this but if there was an ability to remove Twitter, Facebook, social media from wrestling and remove uh, and just go back to the time like that. That's like it never. I got existed. it. I got it. No, I wouldn't do it. It, it because this has become in a lot of ways. This has also uh, become something that we we need. It, it's brought a new uh, movement in the way people watch and learn about pro wrestling, whether it be good or bad, it's brought it more into the mainstream. And so I wouldn't remove it because it's made pro wrestling or sports entertainment into more of a mainstream phenom than it ever could have been. Okay. With Without that genre of social media. And well, you, cer and you certainly would not have had uh, something like All In. No. Without, no, great without point. The internet. Great point, um, right? And I think right. that that's kind of the, you know, we all long for, for, you know, yesteryear sometimes, but I think, I think that you, you make a valid point and, uh, yeah, I mean this, this, this business would not be what it is today without the internet. However, there is a part of it where, where it's almost like, you know, with great power comes great responsibility, you know, that, that saying, and it's. 
I just feel like it's almost a shame sometimes. You know, you, you hear about the lengths of uh, what Chris Jericho had to, we were talking about All In, what Chris Jericho had to go to, the lengths he had to go to um, to keep that a secret to the point where he even had to uh, track down a guy who snapped a picture of him in the airport when he was flying in and get the guy to delete the pictures from his phone. Yeah, And it was like, yeah. you know, you look at that and you just go, that, you know, 20... 25 years ago it wasn't a oh, thing forget it exactly. it wasn't a thing at all so exactly you know exactly and it's it's one of those things where i feel like almost wrestling wrestling fans have a tendency to to cheat themselves i've i've fallen victim to this you know of of just going oh i want to know oh a spoiler it's oh but i need to know so i look at it and then i'm mad at myself because there's no spoiler and and i'll tell you i remember and I, i'm curious if you have one of these um do you remember the first time the internet spoiled something for you? I don't remember the exact incident, but I do remember that it did happen. Do you remember the first time that the internet um, got you to tune in to something? You're talking about wrestling? Yeah. Um, no, no, I don't think, I don't think the internet ever got me to tune into something. Uh, and the first thing that probably made me want to, um, see things was the, uh, advent of, uh, um, no, actually I, I don't remember. I don't remember anything that the internet did to make me go and want to see something in wrestling because I, I knew about it. Uh, before right. it was probably put and, on the internet. Sure. And so. I mean, you think about me being, you know, 14 years old versus you being a, a staple in the business <laughs> at six, that time six, period. 16 years old. Yes. Yeah. Right. So mm -hmm. the, you know, obviously, um, there's going to be a little different for you, but I do, if, if you don't mind my sharing, I do have, uh, memories of both of those. Why don't you share that with us? So the first one was actually, my brother spoiled it for me. Um, he read on the internet. This was before I even was like looking at sites on the internet. This was, uh, I was watching WrestleMania 14 and he said, I saw on the internet rumor that Sean Waltman is going to be on Raw tomorrow night. And that's when he came back as X-Pac. Yeah. And that was, I remember the next night for the first time ever thinking to myself, man, if I hadn't known that, what an amazing moment this would have been. You know? Yeah, right. And the first time though that I remember it tuning me into something was again, uh, my brother. My brother and I were up at uh, Penn State for a summer study program. And we're up there. Penn, and, Penn State, not the state pen, correct? Yes. What? This is the okay. second time you've referenced my my, my alleged uh, jail time. Yes. Well, for, the, for those wondering, I have never go been go arrested. On. I have never been to jail. But he has a cell phone. But go on. Go on. That sound, that was that was the after chatters collectively uh, <laughs> smacking their Hang hand up. against their head. Um, so... No, what I remember, so we were up there and um, at Penn State, and this was back in, in 1998, and 
we were we had to go to like the computer lab and everyone had like a couple a little bit of time you could spend in the computer lab and i remember my brother coming to me and saying the rumor is that somebody saw them load Shawn Michaels pyro into the truck uh, for Raw, <laughs> oh my and God. this was this would have been and it ended up actually being Shawn Michaels' first appearance since WrestleMania 14, um, <clears throat> where he came to the ring, um, and he did in fact return. And I remember tuning in. Uh, to Raw that night because I was like determined, like, oh my God, like, is this true? Is Shawn Michaels really going to come back? And I was really excited when he actually did. So those were my two, um, ironically, DX-related uh, memories of the first time that the internet kind of ruined something for me. Well, and you the know what? got me excited about it. I'll tell you why you never would have seen that on OneWrestling.com. Because when I started at OneWrestling.com, Bob Ryder was very specific in saying, we don't do spoilers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What can a site like a OneWrestling.com or any other wrestling news site out there, what, what can they do to be competitive nowadays? Because back in the day, the, the magazines, you had your way of being competitive in the magazines. It was... Uh, more interesting stories. It was better photographs on the cover, better photographs within, right? These were Correct. these were ways that you could be competitive against your your competition. But today, how can a wrestling news site, like for instance, like how could a onewrestling.com stand out um, versus the, you know whatever other news site that's it's, reporting you know the exact is? same thing? It's habit. <clears throat> it's where you go. It's habit. Well, I'm gonna I'm setting you up for a fantastic plug right now. Why should people go to onewrestling.com? Who don't already? Because onewrestling.com is, um, as I mentioned, a trustworthy source. We also have a video channel, onewrestlingvideo.com, where uh, it's the exact URL where I do so many of my video interviews, but. When you go to onewrestling.com, you're going to get um, the truth and the news that uh, you 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 need to have. The other site that I swear by, by the way, <clears throat> let me just clear my throat, <coughs> is um, too many Tic Tacs. Is uh, I'm a big fan of PW Insider. Mike Johnson, I think, does a great, an absolute great job. So I'm plugging them as well for people to go to um to pw insider for uh mike is usually right dead on with the uh he and the staff there are really pretty much dead on with everything they report i also think and maybe this is just you know shameless <clears throat> but we'd be remiss if we did not talk about um wrestling inc and WrestleZone, oh, who yes, uh, yes. you know maybe maybe we're biased here, but they've always done an amazing job of covering our show um, mm -hmm. and covering my uh, Sosa Chernoff specials. Um, and I I uh, am a fan of what they do there. WrestleZone was one that I kind of uh, backed away from for a while, and they've kind of had a resurgence, I think, um, where their their quality is has really 
um, gone back up to the level that, that people are expecting. Um, so yeah, but it is, it is a habit. I mean, but, but there are a lot of great sites out there. Um, and I do think that something that you obviously paved the way for the audio and the, and the, uh, video on these <clears throat> sites, you know, a lot of them have that now. And that's something that oh, you yeah. wouldn't, you yeah, wouldn't get a lot of them agents. don't. And a more than, more don't. than anything else is up to the minute, you know, instantly. And a yeah. lot of these sites now have, uh, I shouldn't say a lot of these sites. I, I think all of these sites have uh, a Twitter presence as well. Oh, so, sure. Twitter and Instagram. Yeah. And they so all... you're getting your information even quicker. Maybe like, like five years ago, 10 years ago, you were getting it, what you thought was instantaneous, you know, on the internet. And now on their website, and now you're getting it even quicker than that. You're getting, you're getting it, it before on... it happens. Yeah, it's it's really sure. uh, so so. I mean, and that I think we can kind of you know uh, wrap up a nice little bow on on this topic. But I, well, I do. What think... I want to say is that right now, uh, Pro Wrestling Illustrated is still live. Fighting Spirit Magazine is still live in uh, the United Kingdom. I'm glad uh, you... there are one or two Japanese magazines out of there. So uh, I'm glad you this... mentioned that. Yeah, because yeah. because that is something that you know in, in this day and age where wrestling, where, where not just wrestling, <clears throat> any magazine, any print, uh, is is kind of dying off. It is nice to still see those, and and I know that people still consider you know uh, PWI five hundred is one that people really like to uh, get their hands on, literally get yeah. their hands on, as opposed to and just the year end awards as well, year end awards. Um, yeah, so uh oh, by the way, I'm glad you mentioned year end awards. Yeah, me too. We uh we're gonna have some information on our year end awards next week. Uh because we've got some fun stuff coming well, up the that we final don't want to sp- two. Yeah, the final, final two, two. Uh and we don't want to spoil them because we've got No spoilers. Yeah, we've got some some fun stuff going on. Uh so we will be kind of making the announcement on the podcast. After maybe you've already found out, so this is big news. Yes, this is pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I guess we can. Uh, we'll put a bow on this, Bill. This has been a really uh, interesting conversation. Hold on. Do we have? Hold a- on a minute. So, hold on. Somebody's calling me on the phone here. Hold on. Hello. Can I hang on? Okay. Oh, Josh. No. Yeah. Dead air. Oh, I, I was I, worried that I'm was going to hang up. I'm going to hang up. Yeah, you should. Dead air. You should Nothing hang up. Me up. Yeah. You know what those people should get, Bill? What? Smart hold. Right. That's right. Exactly. Mac Davis, mm-hmm. that great entrepreneur and professional wrestling, came out with Smart Hold. But what is Smart Hold, Bill? Well, tell us about it, Josh. You can answer your own question here. Thank you. I will. Smart Hold is a message on hold service for only $35 per month. That's right, only $35 per month. Plus, and this is the best part, Bill, there are no contracts. So let's recap that for a second. Smart Hold message on hold service, only $35 per month with no contracts. If you run a business where you place your callers on hold, one of your most effective and least expensive marketing tools is message on hold from smart hold. I don't think a lot of people realize that when you have your caller on hold, you have a captive audience. Replace the radio stations and CD players, which by the way, is illegal. Maybe you have some really bad music that came with the phone or even worse, as we've been talking about, silence. 
With today's cell phones, placing a caller on hold to silence is deadly. Most callers won't be sure if they're still on hold, if they're still connected. That's right. They'll probably just hang up like you do or I do. Can you afford to lose that call, Bill? No, absolutely not. I couldn't afford to lose that call in my business. And that's why with Smart Hold, we make your caller's hold time more enjoyable and informative while the caller's hold time feels shorter. It also makes you sound more professional. Because with Smart Hold, you get pro voice talent, both male and female, unlimited message changes, professional script writers, broadcast quality audio, fresh background music, music licensing fees, and even a Smart Hold player should you need one at no charge. All for only $35 per month per location served and no contracts. So go to www.smart-hold.com and order today. That's www.smart-hold.com. Be smart, get smart hold. Yeah, you know what? I wouldn't have hung up had that person had smart hold. Yeah. And by the way, smart hold, I just cut you off and I apologize. That's all right. You don't smart have to apologize. Safe smart there. hold is the sponsor of our weekly segment that's got such a buzz going of the after classic audio interviews. And by the way, for you fans that will be coming to see us in droves at WrestleCon, I am working on getting a CD made of some of my classic audio interviews that you might be able to purchase there. And awesome. we'll have some after chat merchandise. So you got to come to WrestleCon in New York city. Yeah. So who is, uh, who <clears throat> is in the vault this week? Well, I'm letting him out of the vault. One of the craziest, most maniacal madmen in pro wrestling. And he wrestled all over the world. And he was known for his brutality. Was a man named Dick the Bulldog Brower. And he had an amazing feud with uh, Mighty Igor and so many other people. But when I taped this interview, it was around 1971. And I talked to him. Uh, about challenging Pedro Morales for the WWF championship. And number one, during the interview, he said a curse word in Spanish, so you should know that it's there, uh, against Pedro Morales. And the other thing is, at the beginning of the interview, Tony Marino made a comment in the dressing room that was taped at Sunnyside Garden in Queens, New York, and he and Brower got into it a little bit. So right now, let's go to the After Audio Archives. And here is Dick, the Bulldog Brower. Speaking here once again with Dick, the Bulldog Brower. Dick, one fan writes in, how does being hated by the fans affect your private life? Listen, it doesn't affect my private life at all. Because I'm successful because I'm the toughest, roughest wrestler that's in this profession today. And the wrestlers around here now... As far as I'm concerned, there's none of them in this area. And this whole area is supposed to be the big-time wrestling. Well, the only big-time wrestler around here is Dick the Bulldog Brower. And you take these guys like this Tony Marino and this other uh, world champion, Pedro Morales. I am the world champion, not him. Pedro Morales, as far as I'm concerned, he can't lace up my boots. You couldn't get a belt to fit around your fat belly, Brower. Listen, the guy, he's talking about fat bellies. He should try and buy a hat to fit on his head. He's got a fat head. Well, let me ask you another question. Another fan sent in. He wants to know, is Bulldog Brower really crazy? Listen, 
I am completely in control of my senses at all times, except at times when I'm in a ring. I don't know what happens, whether it's the noise of the crowd or whether it's just being in a ring and the endanger that I have put myself in. So I go into that ring and I do anything that I can to win. I don't care what I have to do to win because people don't say, how did you win? They say, did you win? And Dick the Bulldog Brower never has to give excuses. I always win. Okay, Dick, is it true that you beat Buddy Rogers for the world's championship once, but you lost it on some sort of technicality? I beat Buddy Rogers for the heavyweight championship of the world in Maple Leaf Gardens in front of 14,900 paid admission fans. The place was packed. I beat him and I pinned him. And through a technicality by the Wrestling Federation, they said that I pulled him through the ropes, which I was supposed to break. And it was just a matter of they know that I will beat and destroy all the top wrestlers. So these promoters and the what do you call it, the commission, the board, and all that, didn't seem to feel as if I should represent professional wrestling as heavyweight champion of the world, and they hunted for an excuse to rob me of my title. I would be the champion now if they hadn't stolen it from me. Okay, one last question. Some of the fans say in other parts of the country, Dick the Bulldog Brower is wrestling with, let's say, cleaner tactics. Do you have anything uh, to say to this? Listen, there's no such thing as cleaner tactics. I don't change or alter my style whatsoever. I go into the ring. I go into win no matter how. I don't care if the fans are cheering me someplace else. Great. They finally realize the potentialities I have in becoming the next heavyweight champion of the world. And the reason why they cheer me is because they are now smart and intelligent enough to know that Bulldog Brower has got Brower power. One last question, Dick. On the air, would you like to uh, say anything to Pedro Morales, who's probably listening in now? Well, this Maricon Pedro Morales, as far as I'm concerned, is a disgrace to the wrestling profession. He shouldn't be the heavyweight champion of the world. Do you think less of him than you did of San Martino when he held the title? Well, I don't particularly care for either one of these because I don't like these people to go around patting people on the back. As you know, uh, Pedro Morales is a type of a guy that he looks at you with a big smile and as soon as you turn around, he starts saying, I have that bum, that no good guy. Uh, Pedro Morales is a real, real bad image for professional wrestling. Pedro Morales was lucky that he won the world title and if he ever wrestles me, he won't have it any longer. Okay, Dick, it's been a pleasure speaking to you again. Thank you. All right, that was... Dick the Bulldog Brower. The man of the hour. The man with the power. He was scary. To, when I used to shoot pictures around ringside, mm -hmm. he was one of those guys that would chase the photographers. He was really scary. Well, something else that uh, that is really scary is how quickly we, we ran through this episode. Is it over already? I think it is. I think it's uh, time to go home, as they say. I am home. Well... Uh, uh, great comeback. Well, <laughs> I, sometimes you leave me speechless, Bill. <laughs> so um, don't forget the holidays are coming up. At the Christmas holidays are coming up. Uh, is Kwanzaa done? Uh, I'm going to put it on you for not knowing, so I'm choosing I don't not know. to tell you. Hanukkah is gone, but for the holiday season, my book is still out there. Is wrestling, is wrestling fixed? I didn't know it was broken, Josh. You can get it. Uh, on Amazon or any fine or rotten bookstore. And you can also go to uh, 
uh, Audible and get the audio version, even if you have the print version. And uh, don't forget to go to theafterchat.com to see our magnificent display of AfterChat merch. Yes. For anybody who has a comb over, you want to go get that respect the comb over uh, shirt. People will love that. They don't have to be a wrestling fan. They don't even have to know who Bill Apter is. All they need is to be follically challenged and choose to comb their hair over, and they will absolutely love. By the way, the that that follically challenged and the the cowlick on that shirt. Yes, there was an accident um, with Blue Chew fell on this guy's head that had the shirt. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. The cowlick just stood right up. <sighs> but anyway, Josh, Promo code there is now. some merch on the After Chat site that the little After Chatters can take advantage of. That's true. And it's called Maggie Moo Finds a Friend, part of the Flufferton Friends series. And you can get the children's book and the doll that goes along with it, the plush doll. Um, there, there's a link on the afterchat.com for that, or you can go to fluffertonfriends.com. Uh, really appreciate you checking that out. Um, what hey, else do so we have in there? Where can people find you on Twitter? They can find me on Twitter at so so sure enough. Please send me your your hate tweets uh, about how much I was offended by the iTunes whatever. Um, it's not grating on him, right? Yeah, not at all. Um, no, I and and again. And I know you're going to cut me off on this. It's the principle of it. So I'm at after one wrestling, after (laughs) one wrestling to get me at Twitter. And Josh, I think that if people are listening to this on Friday, you and I will be at ring of honor on Saturday at the 2300 arena in Philadelphia. Yes, we will. So come say hello. Come say hello. Yes, please we do. Will, I will yeah. be at uh, at Ring of Honor Final Battle in New York. So if you find me there, if you see me, I'll, I'll uh, I'd be happy to say hello to you. Um, please come by. Tell me that you're uh, an after chatter. Well, wear your after chat T-shirt and your suit jacket. That would look very cool. All right. All right. Actually, Deal. hey Josh, <laughs> yeah. Josh, we we should do that when we go. On Saturday night to Philly, let's dress nice and wear an After Chat T-shirt too. Um, yeah, I think it's a great idea. Exclusive, but yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So we will see all of you at the matches. <laughs> <laughs>